You're listening to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. Get ready for games, entertainment, and adult beverages. Around here, we only have three rules. Game on, volume up, and stay loud. Hosted by your stout savoring super fan, Nick, and his IPA-inspired co-host, Josh. Time to get loud. What's up, everybody, and welcome back this week for the Loud Thumbs Podcast, your place for news, reviews, games, and brews. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. And I'm your other host, Josh. Dude, it's Game of the Year episode. Yeah. Our favorite thing of 2022. Yes. What did we play that will top the list of 2022? You will find out before the end of this episode. That, that is yes. a guarantee. that'd be the biggest letdown just like wait hold on isn't shouldn't they have their own game of the year (laughs) yep well we'll we'll guarantee it this time okay that's what we'll do that's just how it works yeah but we do have a bunch of others to join in uh we have we almost made a dozen we can't we came really close to getting a dozen more people's uh winners out here and we'll talk about theirs as well and we appreciate you guys all saying hey and uh, and yeah. sharing, sharing some gaming love with everybody because it's all about the love. Let, let's just not deal with the hate, okay? We just need the love. And uh, yeah. as, mu- as much as we say it every episode, we mean it. You know what? We, oh, we yeah. like to keep everything in, in the most positive form factors as we can. And we're going we're gonna to continue down that road all the way through 2023 and forward. Uh, this, is, this is the end of 2022. Oh, yeah. I... Uh, not to complete and total end. I guess this will be our last episode of the year, right, Josh? Yep. But, yep. Uh, I think we, I think we stood pretty tight to our goal. I think we, we brought the reviews. We brought, you know, the positivity, the fun, the laughs, the good times. I think so, man. I can't ask for more, honestly, dude. Had a, it's been a great year podcasting with you again, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another one, and yeah. and to many more. Hell yes, absolutely. Well, and to many more, we are going to crack a brew and cheers to that. And then we're going to get into some winners. So let's get going. Uh, I, I got myself a Christmassy themed drink tonight that I'll, I'll talk about. And uh, Josh, what do, what do you got over there? Yeah, well, mine is, is Christmassy, but not because it's a Christmassy beer. We had a, a bit of a, a bunch of friends get together with some Secret Santa. And uh, my co-host here got me as uh, his Secret Santa. And so we got me a bunch of cool ass beers that have been uh delicious uh and this one i've been saving because i love mango i love lime this is a mango lime ipa from traffic cannon yeah so this one i've been really excited for i've been resisting the urge to drink it for days now uh yeah (laughs) right i want to bring on the pot on on the pod yeah yeah you know what i mean saint nick that's that's just what it is i had to bring the gifts you know (laughs) and man that smells light Pretty. There's honestly no better gift for Josh than some some craft brews and handpicked by Nick. That's just how that works. Yeah, it's good. Nice. It's, Another it's winner. definitely light. Um, this is you could drink this in the summer. Easy. This is like a hot day kind of like crisp beer. Right on. Very fruity. The uh, the mango comes through for sure. The lime takes a little bit of a backseat, but not by much. OK, it all mixes together pretty well. All right. 
Is it how's it on the bitters? Is it on the bitter side? Is it on the Nick spectrum or a little too out there? <laughs> um, <laughs> the hops are a little bit sharper in their bitterness. Okay. Um, it's not overpowering. I don't mind it. I like bitter drinks, though. You know, I drink Picante yeah. Black. I like my PAs hoppy. Um, but yeah, yeah, the the hops aren't as smooth and as herby. They're a little bit, a little bit sharper in this in this drink, but okay. it's good, man. It's solid. Right on. I got another winner. I've been picking them, guys. Josh has been taking them out uh, since he's got his gift, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing good. I think I'm, I think I'm on a roll. I think I'm still batting a thousand over there. Or, you know, yeah, whatever. yeah. There's no, <laughs> there hasn't been any any bad ones in that pick, man. Hell yes, hell yes. I did take my time. We were in there for a good amount of time. Uh, I have a gingerbread hot cocoa. It's an imperial stout brewed with cocoa powder, ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, clove, vanilla, and lactose. And it is very Christmassy for the YouTubers who want to watch and see. It's it's got like a bunch of like little like Christmassy things on it. Uh, stuff you would see like cookies decorated with like little little different shapes and and like stuff for beer, but all Christmassy colors uh, like leaves and the cloves you can see in the. The different ingredients are all kind of drawn on here. It's kind of neat. Little little sticks of cinnamon and stuff. Clove is an interesting one. There's a lot going on for that beer, but it all sounds there very is. good and Christmassy. Clove throws me off because I'm not the, I'm not a big clove guy. Uh, clove goes a long way. You don't need much of it. So I'm, I'm hoping no. it's, a, it's at the tail end here. So um, it is. Yeah, it's the third to last ingredient. So let's hope it's not too forward and we'll go from there. It, it's as black as night, guys. So it's it's it means it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> as a as any good stout should be. Okay, another not a heavy stout. Definitely more on the lighter side. Okay. Wow, that's good. That is good. Um, maybe just because my palate's a little more used to like a coffee stout. I definitely get more coffee than chocolate out of that, though. Mm, Just okay. flavor wise. Coffee um, notes are pretty common in stouts. But I mean, yeah. if it's they're going to call it a hot cocoa stout, you know, like hot cocoa should, you know, be there. Right. Um, everything else is very subtle. It is definitely a strong coffee forward stout with everything else is just quite subtle. You do get a good smell of everything. So the, uh, you know, the overall aroma is really good um but the taste is great too it's not bad it's not bad at all it is a, it is a, an ipa inspired co-host stout is what it is so <laughs> and i shall drink it as we talk uh about 2022 and our winners um before we get into that though i do want to tell everybody uh if you're on our discord or if you may go jo join our discord uh just did some tweaking to that some new little pieces on there now you can see and uh cleaned yeah. it up a little bit we got a brew channel on there. We want to see all your guys' stuff, what you're drinking out there. Share some brews yes. with everybody. Um, you know, we grab a frosty one every week for our episode, and we uh, we love to see what you guys are drinking as well. And we're gonna do our best to to share what we're drinking, so you guys can maybe just pop on our Discord and see it. Yeah. Maybe go find it for yourselves that way a little easier, and just something a little bit more fun to get everybody involved and in, and in, you know just everything we all do together. Yeah, I mean. We love craft beer. Uh, yeah. So if you got good recommendations, well, we like cocktails a lot too. So, if, you know, whatever you're drinking, hop on over. Uh, we love some recommendations. I love trying new stuff. There's a lot of beers I've had exactly once. 
uh, and right. them, and then haven't gone back. Uh, yeah. So I want to do that with more beers. I want to drink it almost exactly once unless I can't get enough of it. Uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, that, that was a fantastic addition to the Discord. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, time to start with the winners. Uh, not really going to talk about what we've been playing here recently, guys. We're just going to talk about all the winners of the year for everybody. Um, first one we're going to start with here, uh, Lisa W. Her game of the year says, it feels so predictable, but God of War Ragnarok has to be my number one. Uh, for an indie game, though, she also mentions Cult of the Lamb. Said, I love that one on Switch and the Steam Deck. Which nice. Cult of the Lamb did have a pretty good following, uh, cult following, haha, uh, from uh, from this last year. It, it did look interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for a little bit of a deal on that one, I think. Uh, it looked a little bit like Animal Crossing in a way. It was very um, uh, systematic, I guess. Like, you know, it's kind of chory, but at the same time, you're kind of building a cult and you have to like please everybody and you have to fulfill certain things. And, you know, it's <laughs> that sort of sort of game and oh it looks like it too yeah yeah, it's got like kind of a qt vibe but like a little bit of a gothic vibe to it as well that's kind of like a little mix mash of it that at least i thought so anyhow that was my opinion of it but yeah uh, i didn't really hear any bad things about it so that's another good one for indie but ragnarok man i mean holy shit like i mean that's a game that's that's a hell of a game that's a hell of a game um I, i recently i got a small story recently i was scrolling through tiktok and I've been getting a lot of Christopher Judge uh, stuff because of the algorithm. You know, I, I've just been yeah. I've been doing too much uh, talking Christopher Judge probably, and the, everybody's hearing me in the in, <laughs> you know those mics. Everybody's listening to us, but yeah, oh uh, yeah. Joe, all jokes aside, I've been liking a lot of the videos that I see that are out of war and sharing them. And Christopher Judge uh, almost passed on doing God of War, and. His agent gave him the paperwork and said, read the script, read this. He's like, just give me the, just give me the side pieces of it. You know, I don't want the whole thing. And he, he picked it up. He read it. He didn't even get far in, called his agent up. And he said, I thought you said this was a video game. And he was like, it is a video game. And he was like, done. Like he was in hundred percent. Like he read it. Like this isn't a video game. This is like, a masterfully done like epic of some kind that does not oh, screen dude, video. So game. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, it doesn't though. I mean, it doesn't at all. Such a damn good game. So many good characters in the God of War overall. Um, but starting at 2018, they've just brought so many more characters into the mix that. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It just, it's just such a well-rounded game. It, it's fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, so- can't say solid good thing. Solid number one for 2022, no doubt. Oh, 100%. 100%. What we got next, Josh? Uh, Mez comes in, uh, says it, he says it was a toss up between Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Marvel Spider Man, and Elden Ring. Ultimately, I'd be equally happy picking any one of those, but I'm going with Elden Ring. The world is beautifully crafted and mysterious. Gameplay is engaging and challenging. My first playthrough of the game, I embraced exploration and I broke out a notebook and took detailed notes. And, and while my notebook probably looks like a conspiracy theorist journal, <laughs> <laughs> it's it really fun time to unravel it all. Honestly, I'll probably still be thinking about this as a top game of, of the generation later on. 
Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue. I didn't go that far. I didn't play the game for the lore. I know there's plenty there. And if you want to dive into it, uh, it's probably also fantastic. Um, he's not wrong. The The world flows really well. It's really yeah. well crafted. Nothing feels like it was just, you know, like a Lego set tacked together. Right. Um, it, it was all it kept me wanting to explore over and over again like oh what's over there and get my ass kicked and be like oh what's over there and get my ass kicked and oh what's <laughs> over there? you know but I, I always had a bunch of fun and sometimes i found cool stuff or cool new fun enemies um yeah super solid choice obviously it won game of the year yeah. so uh yeah man solid choice and- for and uh, if, if you guys are new to the show or you've been listening and you haven't joined our Discord, you, you can get full answers from these guys because I, <laughs> I did have to paraphrase Mez. He, uh, he hit me with an apology right away because he had a really long explanation. <laughs> he did, um, yeah. Which, which is fantastic. Uh, but uh, I, I hopefully I paraphrased it beautifully for him and, and he, he appreciates uh, what we got here. But it's, it, it, it's so much passion that I see from souls fans and that's that's partly mm-hmm. um i don't know that's just i think that's just part of the like intrigue i have into the souls world um you know p- pulling out a notebook and taking notes not my style i totally respect it but it, it, it yeah. kind of it honestly like it it, it, it kind of worries me a little bit like it, it's a little uh uh Oh man, how much is there to follow? Am I going to be able to follow any of it? You know, how lost am I going to get? Um, yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I wouldn't worry about it too much because uh, if you go in for gameplay and killing stuff and moving on to kill the next stuff and cool, exploring cool environments, that's pretty much what I did. Yeah, uh, there were some things they would drop you like, oh yeah, and there's some things I'd find later. I'm like, I don't remember that, but I'm glad I'm here. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, I never felt out of place or out of the loop. Um, but they do trickle it, they do trickle it in and you do have to look for it occasionally. Yeah. Um, so if like they m- mentioned someone might, is over here trying to do something, like if you want that storyline, you're going to have to go seek it out. They're not going to give it to you. They're not going to spoon feed it to you by any means. Uh, but man, uh, all the souls games have had a ton of lore, uh, and there's like a right. rich back history. If you're, if you're willing to look for it and you're willing to break out the notebook, uh, it seems like you're pretty heavily rewarded for it. Yeah. Yeah. And hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of it as well. So, um, yeah, I, no doubt. I, I figured this game was going to win game of the year for quite a few of our fans as well as at the game awards and uh, well-deserved. Um, once again, I have not, I have not jumped in, uh, you know, feet first into it yet, but, um, it does seem a little intimidating, uh, the more I hear about it, but at times I just say like, "Eh, yeah, it's just a video game. Like, you know, like, Love it or hate yeah. it, you know. It's just, it's yeah. Just go che- try and have fun. That's it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. If you can't, if you can't, and you're not, then stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next one uh, comes from Master Titanfall over on Discord. He says, "My game of the year is Hard Spaced Shipbreaker." He says, "Haven't played many new games this year, but this game was my favorite of them all." So, Master Titanfall, uh, I know him personally. He's a buddy of mine. And I checked this game out. He, he did bring it up to me. We were just ch- chatting a while back and he refreshed my memory again and on today. It is a, it is a space uh, first person shooter, more or less, except your job is to essentially harvest spaceships in zero gravity. 
So you are essentially a okay. space okay. cadet. You're an astronaut. You're something like that. It's heavily sci-fi driven, but it, it gets pretty intricate. He considers this a Zen game uh, from the little bits we've talked about it. Very okay. just calm. nice. Um, I will tell you, I, I did my little bit of research on it, looked into it. What I feel like this game is, is I feel like it is a power wash simulator in space. The difference being instead of cleaning every little inch of said thing you have to clean in the power wash simulator game, you have to find every last piece that can be salvaged of said ship and make sure uh, you're salvaging I it see. properly. And if you don't find them all, then it takes you forever to find that one last little piece that you were unable to, you know, cut off or slice oh, off. You know? Sure. You're essentially yeah. using some sort of a laser uh, to slice off pieces of the ship, but it does get pretty intricate from what I saw. Uh, you have to get like, you know, warp cores or some sort of like fuel cells and you have to put them in certain locations so they don't explode. And you have to do certain things to give yourself more time when you grab them or, you know, it can cause uh, uh, evaporation, I believe it was, which is essentially where you just evaporate death. You're done. <laughs> so um, it, it's kind of a puzzler in a way. It, it's just kind of a, a Zen type puzzler or FPS. I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's like that uh that description perfectly fits the screenshots i'm looking at right now yeah yeah that it was the easiest way i could think to sum it up i believe it is on game pass as well so if you guys want to check it out um it's uh it definitely looks interesting it's might it might be something i'll check and see if i if i can get into it or not it looks cool like i mean it, it visually it looks it does neat. yeah all right man on to the next winner yeah next up one pin tones uh, 20 games completed this year. Some AAA titles, some indie. All were wonderful. All were a wonderful time. I may be the most biased by my most by my oh my gosh, <laughs> I may be <laughs> the most biased by my most recent experience. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Heard mm. good things. Yeah. In uh, depth, serious storyline mixed with weird zany interactions with turn based combat. I spent 60 plus hours in that game and I didn't feel like it at all. It's a free it's free through PS Plus subscription and found it cheap on Black Friday sales because I was having such a good time with it. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I, I've heard really good things about this game. I have yet to dive in. Uh, I like turn based strategy games or RPGs. Mm. Um, so it sounds like it would be something up my alley. And hell, man, if it's free, no harm in giving it a go. Yeah. Make your subscription, you know, pay for itself at least. Um I, I did reply to him on this because this was through our Discord also. And I'm like, man, you know, that must have really hit home. You it, you essentially bought it, even though you could have just, you know, had it through PS Plus. Right. And, um, he, you know, similar to a lot of other people out there, it's that fear of, like, losing your digital version of it, not being able to just pop it in and play it anytime oh, you want. Oh, sure. I liked um, it enough. He secured his ownership. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so see. I thought, yeah. thought that gave the game bonus points, you know, for sure to, to, to mention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, if you can find it on a, on a good deal, like, like he did here on a black Friday deal, that would be kind of cool. But, um, I've heard so much about this game this entire year. I have not jumped into it. I believe it's been available on game pass and now it's available on PS plus subscription. So I should probably just at least try it. I, you know, he talks about it being very zany and in, in the interactions. It's, it's definitely a wacky game. Like there's some crazy shit they're doing, like throwing motorcycles at each other and all kinds of stuff, you know, <laughs> that's so, what I've heard, man. It it's looks like it could gentleman. be, it's a nice breakup, you know, like you, you you're playing something that's kind of serious and then you can play this thing that's just outlandish and silly. Um, it's a lot like, you know, I just, I just recently played high on life, 
uh, right after God of War, you know? And <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's just a nice refresher of like, okay, not all games are like that. They don't have to be a super serious hit you, hit you hard, you know? Right. Right. Let's get, let's get something a little fun. And I don't know. I don't know what the stories are like on the Yakuza games. So I'm kind of curious um, if anybody else has any more details on those. If, if the story is something you're going to have to pay close attention to, or if you can just jump into these, pick them up, play for an hour or something every once in a while and put it back down and come back. Um, yeah. Just for the wackiness. You know what I mean? Just come back for the wackiness. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next, we have Shanna Fan. Uh, they mentioned uh, NBA 2K23, fantastic basketball game, and 2K has it down to a science. Um, dude, I believe that, that they've been doing this for like a couple decades. Like, dude, I yeah. fully believe that. Yeah, and I've uh, I've played 21. Uh, it was like the first one that came out on next gen, and I'm really kind of curious. I, M- NBA is the sport I would watch if I could afford the NBA package, you know what I mean? Oh, so, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. so typically I don't get to watch too much of it. Um, but I, I love the NBA. I've loved the NBA since I was very, very young and I like playing the games, but a lot of times they're riddled with like microtransactions. Now they're doing on them. Oh yeah. And they're locking like additional, like seasonal content behind that too. So like, um, what I mean by that in some of the games you could get like the Michael Jordan edition, but it only gave you so much until so long. And then you had to like unlock other decades for those versions. It's like, why? Oh. Like, and then there's obviously, you know, the, you know, the buildup, like you have your own character and your own team and you can actually upgrade them, but you only have so much in game, you know, credentials or, you know, okay. money, okay. whatever. And you have to go buy it now. You know, you got to go get more of it to build up like your, you know, say your house you're living in or, you know, your cred or whatever. There's so many things because it has like has like a quasi story mode in it. Like you play as like a almost like a fantasy character. You make your own character and then you just play through as them building up the story. You see what happens behind the scenes and it can kind of get crazy from what I've seen. I haven't never gotten very far in those because I've always ended up running in an issue where there's, they're wanting more money from you now. Um, The games look amazing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Damn near like you're watching an actual, you know, game on TV, you know, live. So, but it was cool to see a sports fan jump in and, and say, uh, say their pick. So that, that's awesome. I love the diversity. That's great. Hell yeah. What do we got next? All right. Gavin comes in, says I'm three hours into Chained Echoes. Just got the party tag team tutorial. And I'm already and I'm already just about convinced that this is the best RPG I've played this year. I can't stop thinking about it every time I'm not playing it. So so much care and effort put into this new indie title. And I can't wait to keep playing. It also it's made entirely by one guy, except for the music, and the music is fantastic. $25 for a 30 to 40 hour story. Dude, that's a hell of a value too. Yeah. If it's 25 bucks and you're getting a 40 hour story, I mean, it, it qualifies for our dollar an hour, um, uh, an award, but, um, that, uh, I- I've looked it up. It- it's kind of a, I don't know if I want to call it top down, but it looks top down almost in a way, a top down kind of isometric sort of look. Um, but it's, it's 2d instead of 3d from, from all the images I've seen here. And yeah. It looks like it changes perspective sometimes. Like there are some screenshots that look like it is 
it is side scrolling. And then there are some that look like top down isometrics in a way. Um, it, de- it definitely gives you vibes of yeah. uh, like, um, Oh, help me out with the DS one that like huge DS one. I'm since I'm terrible and I don't play a ton of these, um, triangle strategy, right? Yeah, oh, um, okay. In a way th- this is cleaner sure, pixel sure. pixels than triangle strategy is more, more hard pixelated is the way I want. Right. To it, I right. No, I mean, the game looks like visually from these screenshots, uh, looks really good. Uh, it's top down in the way, like a lot of super Nintendo games are kind of top down. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's got like that, like 60 degrees straight on. Yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it looks great. Um, it looks, uh, the, some of these battle screens look very classic RPG, like very classic RPG, which I dig. Oh, 90%. Um, the the screen looks intuitive. It's like got like your uh, the, your turn order out there, so you can plan ahead. Um, yeah, it's very like reminiscent of, like an old Final Fantasy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, very colorful too. It's it's not like a bunch of bland colors. It's it's actual like hard popping colors, which is, it looks really good. Um, this this is a brand new game, more or less. I mean, just from what I'm seeing here, it came out December eighth. Um. It's only got about 900 reviews that I can see here on Steam, but it's uh, very positive is where it's hitting at. And it uh, looks like it's landing between like nines and nines and uh, eights um, for everybody. Nice. Yeah, solid, solid reviews, especially for a game made by one guy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it does classify itself as a 16-bit uh, style. So that's very cool. Checks out. Uh, next, we have uh, Racer951Y says, I don't play many games that are new, but Warhammer 40k Darktide was uh, his winner this year. Um, it, I, the, the Warhammer stuff, uh, I, I actually have to reference this now that Warhammer is coming up on the show, but that's, uh, that's, that's where we're going to get Henry Cavill next, guys. So he's leaving it Witcher is. going to Warhammer, and there's nothing to complain about there. I'm excited <laughs> about that. Yeah, he's uh, also so, a big fan of that, too. Yeah, yeah, and he's executive producer, so look for him to long on, hold on for the long haul there. But, yeah, I am uh, I'm interested in the Warhammer universe. Uh, we reported on some. I, I was pretty hyped about one in the beginning. Uh, it kind of missed a little bit of the mark, and it was a full-price game um, multiple years ago now. And uh, I'd like to go back and revisit these, but they they just look really different is the kind of the thing I think about them. They um, have a really unique style to them. That's yeah, for sure. They really do. Uh, the, the enemies, um, I don't know. I don't know if the enemies are like, amazing or not but i like the characters that you team up with and have around with you in this particular game they're all very diverse which is pretty cool and from what i understand uh i believe this game has the ability to play as them differently each time so you can get multiple playthroughs with just totally oh. different play scheme you know very nice hell yeah uh, there's this, this big ass guy that just kind of beats the hell out of people which looks cool he has, he has a big he has like a big rod. He just pummels people with, you know, it's just like, <laughs> and it, you know, hey, it's whatever it's works bloody and gory, it, it, but it is a little bit more on that. Um, the color scheme of it anyway, is a little bit more just bland. Like it's just your Browns and your grays. It's nothing super, um, spacey or sci-fi, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 I know. I know the Warhammer 40 K has like a ton of books. 
So it's got a bunch of lore and yeah. world building to it. Um, I know Space Marines is getting a, a sequel like right. uh, forever later, uh, which I didn't see that one coming. But people have evidently like it enough that they're still making games for it. So I think the dice yeah. speak to the series, man. Yeah, absolutely. This this one just released November 30th, so it's fairly new as well. And um, it has mixed reviews, So, but it has a lot of reviews. It's uh, 80,000 reviews right now. Holy cow, people bought it. They wanted yeah, it. Pe- people bought it. It has a it has a uh, backing, you know, what team I guess behind it or uh, you know, just a huge amount of fans. And Yeah. I'm not seeing an actual score anywhere in front of me here on this particular one, but uh I'm just kind of looking at the Steam page currently, but it could definitely be cool. It's a $40 title, so it's not a it's not a full pricer, but Nice. Something okay. Chicken. It's a it's an FPS. That's a first person shooter for anybody out there who wants to uh, look into it a little bit more. If you're FPS fans, it looks cool. It does it does have some different uh, abilities and stuff that look kind of neat. So, um, oh yeah. Any more Warhammer fans out there? Uh, hit us up because anything specific that I I should play first or something or read. Uh, I, I'm going to get into this world knowing that knowing that Henry Cavill is doing something in this has <laughs> motivated me for sure. Um, yeah, to find out something new. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. What we got next on winners? Got animatronic badger lord. Love that name. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, he said Elden Ring for a AAA game and Tunic for an indie game. Yeah, another Elden Solid Ring. Choices. Solid choices. Solid choices. I recognize the potential of Tunic, and maybe I need to jump back in. It didn't grab me right away though. Yeah. Same. Tunic didn't grab me right away. It has a lot of neat little things going on for it. It's very cute. It looks really visually pleasing as well. Oh, but yeah, it is something looks about fantastic. it. There was just something about it didn't fully grab. Yeah, me. it has its own kind of pacing, like yeah. in the way things happen and the way you progress. Uh, it's definitely unique. I recognize it as good. I also yeah. recognize that I think it's me who doesn't mix well with it. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's more of a subjective review of uh, the game. Like, yeah, why you may not be digging it. Same as me. Yeah. Uh, another Elden Ring winner, though. That's two. That's that's two in, in line. So that's cool. checks out. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Last one here we have from everybody out there who let us know. Uh, it's from Colgate. He says, so my game of the year is God of War 2018, also known as the killing game by my oldest daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, 2018 is, you know, we've been talking Ragnarok up a storm, but uh, 2018 is no slouch, man. I, I beat that late January, early February of this year, actually. I thought it was last year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it feels so long ago. Oh, but man, that game was good. Man, that game was good. Mm-hmm. Real, real good. That's one to start out with. So Colgate, if you're listening in, tuning in right now, you are you are in for a treat. You are in for a treat. Yeah. Ragnarok. You like gold. You like 18, man. You're going to love Ragnarok. Cause oh, it, yeah. It is better than its predecessor. No doubt. Which was a feat no one thought could happen. Yeah. yeah we were even on the fence on that, man. We're like, we don't want to hype it up too much. <laughs> what, if? <laughs> what if I'm let down? And my God, were we not let down? New. No. Thank you. Thank you so much to Sony Santa Monica. You guys. Yes. You guys know what the hell you're doing, and I cannot wait to see what Brilliant. comes. Brilliant. Yes. So the Killing Game 2 coming soon, Colgate. 
So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> the killingest game. Yeah, killing the the killing game, the rock one is is probably what the name will be, I'm guessing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Rag, Ragnarok. I, I can imagine uh, da- daughter being younger, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's time for us. It is time. We guaranteed it. We got to talk about our winners now. That's just how I it know. goes. I know. All right, man. Do you want to you want to hit me with your winner? I'm curious. Uh, see, see what we both have here. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think this is going to be a surprise. <laughs> and uh, if you've been listening to, to the award series this whole time, you're like, man, Josh has really talked about how he really likes God of War Ragnarok, but it, <laughs> it's not on any of these lists. Well, it's yeah. because I saved it for last. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I know recency bias is a real thing, uh, but I did actually make an honest effort to be like, how did I feel at the end of each of my like winning games? And I felt fantastic for all, all of them, but like, I beat God of War Ragnarok and I stopped. Yeah. I, I played long enough. I think I played about an hour and a half that, that night to beat the game. And I'm like, I'm not done, but I think I have to be done tonight. No game yeah. has ever been hit me, like hit me so impactfully that I had to stop playing it to digest what it is that I just experienced. And right. that was ultimately what tipped me towards um, God of War Ragnarok. I think story-wise, Spider-Man came close, and playtime and value-wise, Elden Ring was right up there. Uh, so, I mean, everyone's got... I'm on the same page with a lot of our listeners, uh, but man, Ragnarok really got me. Uh, the story was really good. Um, characters were, were super relatable. Um, the acting, top-notch. Uh, if Christopher Judge is not uh, Kratos in the live <laughs> series, I will oh. not watch it. I I'm will not sad. watch it. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just so, so good at every point. Um, it was more challenging, but that's one part I did. Um, I did really like, I liked the extra challenge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that fits me in my play style because I like, I like to climb up that mountain to, to, to summit my games. Uh, yeah. Pardon me. That's part of my journey for me in gaming is learning how to do that and, and learn those to curves and to just be a better gamer and the game helping me be a better gamer that way. Um, and I mean, the side quests were so good. Everything was so well voice acted. Uh, didn't quite go to the extent of like horizon forbidden West where like every tiny side quest was like beautifully voice acted, <laughs> like yeah. almost un- unnecessarily. So, <laughs> uh, but everything was really good, solid, um, there weren't too many side quests. I actually thought like the amount of side quests was near perfect. Like you could do a lot of stuff, but you didn't feel like you had to do a lot of stuff. And just story-wise, the pacing, phenomenal, phenomenal. The story yeah. beats, uh, phenomenal. I mean, the new characters introduced in this game, uh, Thor and Odin were brilliant, brilliant characters. Oh, yeah. Added a lot of dimension. And they weren't just like there as like, oh, I'm the big bad and you have to come kill me now. Uh, No, they were (laughs) like dynamic and like played the story and interacted with characters. I mean, it was really, really great. Love seeing all the nine realms. They were beautiful. I like that they introduced some realms that like in a different way. So you didn't just go back to what 2018 did. There is, I mean, they make mention of it, but you don't 
they didn't recycle content. They're like, hey, it's here, but you're going to a different part, right? Why do you have to go back to right. what we did before? Just so many parts of this game, like in the story, just kind of, kind, of, kind of like made me tear up, man. There's some story beats are like, oh man, I'm, I'm I'm about to cry at this video game. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? you know? Yeah, yeah. Super emotional story. Uh, but it's not like they like, oh, look, it's emotional now. I mean, they did it so organically that yep. everything felt right, man. Um, gameplay wise, it's very similar to 2018. I think just more refined, which I think is the right direction. Lots yeah. of new runic attacks um, and, and everything with the weapons. They felt fresh and new, but also very familiar in the same uh, in the same respect that way. Um they revamped uh, the, the skill trees, which I think was a solid move. I was on the fence at first, but ended up really, really liking it. Mm. And uh, Atreus got all the des- all the attention he deserved uh, as yeah. a developing character, and I thought that was fantastic. Loved playing as Atreus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what a game, indeed, no doubt. Um, well, I I I always go back and forth. You're right; recency bias is an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. it's an, it's a known thing in the world. It just, it's part of the world. It's just what happens. Um, you know, it's like honeymoon syndrome, you know what I mean? Like eventually, you know, it wears off. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, God of War 2018 still holds up to today as a game to play oh, through. Thousand percent. And yes. It took it two years and then they said, this is the best game ever made. So that also goes to show. And, God of War Ragnarok did all of it better, like, and more, more of it and better. It which did. Is, it which really is did. Incredibly difficult to do. Um, that is also my winner. So we match. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought so. You had suspiciously yeah. not mentioned it as yeah. well. So I kind of saw this one coming. Now I did have, I did have a lot of like hard leaning on the fence because TMNT Shredder's Revenge hit home for me in so many ways this year. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I did that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I almost got my best multiplayer, but also another '80s game, Ghostbusters, beat it. You know, because so it fun. just it just was more immersive, and it just felt uh, on point. Uh, uh, so it kind of yeah, nudged out a side-scrolling, you know, beat 'em up. But TMNT. Also, just a, a great bonding moment with my son and I, and we already oh, love yeah. the turtles. So, you know, that goes to play in a lot of the games we love and the games we choose, you know, the moments they create and the world that you build on your own exactly. with them, right? Yes. So super, super close for me. Um, yeah, but TMNT was definitely my runner up. That game is fully worth a purchase from anybody out there or picking it up on a game pass and playing it for uh, a night, grabbing some pizza and playing some turtles because that's how you do it the right way. Let's be honest. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and But I couldn't for a lot of the same reasons you said I couldn't give it the win because God of War just took everything and just amped it up to 11, completely blew my socks off, didn't see it coming. And... I mean, it had so many things that once it was done, that even when I was finished and I was thinking of the game and I was going back and revisiting and, you know, still playing after, you know, at the end game stuff, I still couldn't believe that all this was still happening. 
Like, um, how how uh-huh. did they intricately create this narrative and still have it make a complete circle and then still give me more content after? And it all makes sense. Uh, like so many things and 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 how did they <laughs> yes, not do yes. the things we expected as well like you know so many of us expected certain things which i'm not going to mention unless you want to go watch our spoiler cast but, yeah yeah you know a lot of people expected a big certain thing to happen a couple of big certain things honestly and how they yeah, steered yeah. that ship in the direction they steered it in and kept everybody on board nobody fell off the ship and you know it was a nice smooth ride you know all that was yeah blew my mind and how it set up the series to go a lot of ways like you you really don't know but you i also feel like content which is really really hard to do like i feel content with the ending of this with with what happened and how everything played out oh dude feel so good about it yeah. But I also want more. You know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. a great, yeah. great thing. Yeah. It's like, this is awesome. You know, it's uh, it's not near as good as some of the examples I could come up with. But but one of them was like, as much as they're hating on uh, or hated on the Matrix movies, like the first movie loved it. It ended. It ended at a point where you could do more, but I was content. And then they made more. And as much as people didn't like them, I did. I thought they were great. I thought they were, you know, they weren't like masterfully made or anything crazy, but I thought they were really fun and fit everything in the lore that yeah. I expected. And they were worth watching and they made more and I got more, but I would have been fine if they never made another Matrix movie. Right. So sure. Sure. That's, that's where I'm landing right now on this. So, but all the things you mentioned with gameplay and, you know, how they did the skill tree uh, it did take a little learning. Like you said, you kind of weren't a fan at the beginning. Um, I really yeah. wasn't either. I was like, what the hell is this? It's there's a lot going on. Why is it all so different? And LB or uh, uh, RB <laughs> and R2 and R1 and all this. I'm having to hit to go to different shit. And it got a little bit irritating, but then you got used to it. And then it was like not a huge deal. But no. once once you really had the reins of the game and I was out of the the screw up parts that I had created for myself. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I just fell yeah. deep, deeper in love with it. You know what I mean? Uh, just got over the hump and I was like, let's go. Like this game is so damn good. And then it just got me. It, it, another thing that's a big deal for anything uh, it, just for a little bit of the audience to know about me is something that makes me go look deeper into it definitely hits home hard for me, which like me going in and, you know, Christopher judge, what's up with this guy? Like, I know him from the first game. I didn't really look into him a whole lot back then. Um, but he's, he's into this. Like he can tell he's like, he's sticking around. So there's gotta be something here. And then, you know, just seeing him as a person and digging into behind the scenes and understanding, you know, all of the stuff that these people go through to make these games and, how they feel about their characters. Like they're not just doing a job. Like that's no, like they, who they are. Like they embody yeah, the new real thing. passion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's really, really hard to come by in anything. Honestly, I mean, just being totally honest to find, you know, passion, like, you know, Mez, you know, sending in, you know, his responses and, and just how much passion they come through um, of, of what you love and what you enjoy. That's great. That's absolutely amazing. That's why I love our discord. You know, anybody can jump in and just say, uh, you know, 
blow their passion all over the place, right? You just just make a big <laughs> yeah. make a big deal on it. I think it's great, and everybody should yeah. uh, enjoy that together. But to to see these massive multi million dollar companies and the people behind them and the actors and the developers and everybody just all on board together, just riding the ship in the right way and making all the right moves. That's not easy. That is not easy at all. Um, no. And no. I'm only looking from the outside in. So just seeing everything that has put this game in the position that it's in and, you know, it's, it's taken five years, but we got it and it's here and it was worth the wait a hundred percent. Oh yeah. It's like, I kind of looked back and thought about all the stuff we've talked about from 2022 and kind of our, our inner morals of loud thumbs, which is, you know, take your time, do it right. It's worth the wait. You know, the, all these little things. Yes. We do, yeah. You know, like we back and enjoy more games that show the passion and, and more of the, you know, just more of the drive that they're putting toward their games. And this just like checked every box, man. Like it, they they're doing it like and I don't ever want them to stop like they have people working at Sony Santa Monica that are to me they're just geniuses I I, I oh, could not do they any are of what they're priceless doing. employees at this point yeah absolutely. I mean I mean it's not really a spoiler that they did set up you know for a sequel sure pretty well I won't I won't say why uh but like I'm as soon as that happened I'm like yes ready for the next iteration of, yeah. of you know what's happening i won't say how what and what format that's going to take place in um uh, but they did set it up for something yeah and so uh play through the game because it, oh, frankly, it's <laughs> fantastic and then and you'll see it and the way they did that uh was uh, just beautiful writing just like the yeah. entire rest of the game yeah oh man i just I, I know okay. me and you have had like we both played horizon this year. We both played God of war and we both really enjoy side quests. We talk about them and their, yep. their yep. implementation and what their effect is on the overall, like, you know, beats of the story or the game and horizon was like top tier. Like that. I mean, they're just up there big time. Yes. When it comes yes. To yes. Yes. What they're doing. And I, I feel like that God of war surpassed what they have done in the fact that everything you do in the side quest in God of War somehow one way or another impacts mainline story meaning that if you complete the game and you do all the side quests as you're playing and then you finish the game and you're done and you do end game and you're done that all you're going to get is a more rich story of everyone involved you're going to know more about yeah. all of them you're going to understand more about all of them and you're you're honestly you're probably going to feel like a lot more like connected to them as well and yes i that's think an, that's, that's an important note yeah absolutely and i think yeah, that's I mean, the one thing that is slightly different from horizon like i horizon does it a phenomenal agreed. job but I yes. don't think that if you miss the side characters or the side quests, it doesn't do anything for the story. It's there for fun. It's super well done. And it does add to the lore of the story of the world, but not to uh -huh. the character story that you're following. This stuff all led to some character story that you're following in God of War Ragnarok. And it blew my yeah. mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, Horizon definitely has a lot of really good character, uh, side character building. But not every mission, not every side quest is about that. Sometimes it's about, you know, just going hunting down something for fun or gathering materials to help you craft more stuff. There is a ton of side character stuff. But with with God of War Ragnarok, everything tends to lean towards um, a character development of some sort. Now, it doesn't come in line with the main story but you're but you nailed it when you said it builds the side characters and makes you feel more connected to them it explores more about their past what they wanted to do what they didn't have the chance to do now and kratos can help them do or didn't have a chance to do then but kratos can help them do now you know and why Um, so yeah they they put a, a general like background lore thing to uh to everything yep yep which was a really nice touch and it doesn't stop post game either like nope there's a there's a big post game i won't i'm not i won't again yeah no yeah. spoilers here i won't reveal anything uh but there's a huge post game content yeah i mean they even made a story connection to the berserkers with one particular character uh, like and i'm like well yeah they didn't need to do that it's just bosses you fight around you know the worlds like uh-huh, why'd you have uh-huh. why'd you have to create a and like at first you think like well who cares until you realize like holy shit, like everything you are doing and paying attention to or playing through is connected to someone in some way to give them just a little bit more character and a little bit more grounded feel uh, with that connection that I was talking about. So, um, yeah. And, you know, the the final major point, um, which may be beating a dead horse, but just to point it out directly is I'm, I love stories in video games and the, no video game in my opinion this year had a better story than god of war so no, no. hands down no doubt i mean no doubt. for me there has no there has not been a better story in media than god of yeah. war ragnarok yeah. for yeah, me I mean, this is my favorite piece of story of any any media like tv shows streaming video games books what have you yeah uh, this is my favorite story yeah, it's damn, damn good. It de- definitely, I can't say it trumps everything for me, but video games, yeah, it trumps. Like, it's number one. N- no doubt. Holding a controller in my hand and finishing a game, this is the best story I've ever finished with a video game controller in hand. Period. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it. like I said earlier on, I've never had a, a, a game so good it made me stop playing. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's impactful. That's great. Yeah, that's good to hear. That's that's uh, that just that just shows. I mean, where where video games have came in the last seven years, roughly, I would say. I mean, yeah. Horizon kind of felt like a solid tip in like action RPG storytelling. You know? Yeah, for sure. It was like, for sure. Whoa, holy shit! You know, and, it, and there was a big shock value to that as well because it come from the guys who brought us uh, Killzone, which was an FPS, which was it was popular, but it wasn't like overly well received or anything. You know, it right, stand right. Up to a Call of Duty or anything. Yeah, but this is a left field thing for them. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell is this? And then you play it, and it plays great, and it has a great story, and there's an overarching like world built in that you can like you know go out and explore and enjoy and learn more about, and then it was like, okay, now here's Ghost, and now here's Ragnarok, now here's or, uh, 2018 God of War, and, you know, I mean, Uncharted's were in there as well, uh, but mm-hmm, Uncharted had, mm-hmm. had kind of started early on those, 
they they did fine um but they were they were kind of like a laura croft or a tomb raider they weren't like building yeah. a world yeah they're they were, very you know cinematic yeah you're you're yeah. playing through an action movie yeah yeah that's what, it's what you're doing and they're great like i love the uncharted games and you know the last of us you know came out like a couple of years prior to that um but i just feel like open world action rpg i think horizon started it and i think they spark something and it kind of sucks that horizon keeps getting like the shaft um oh they keep getting overshadowed they yeah do, they do and, and you know i, yeah. I kind of wanted to bring this up in the show and i think it's a good time you know we're we're getting close to the end but like as much as it didn't come out on top for me for stuff it was like a sad sad situation like there's like a curse on that game you know i know because uh, Zero Dawn came out around the time of Breath of the Wild, and that Breath was a the, yeah, massive it was like a, game. It was like a two-week gap. That was it. Two yeah, and it was two weeks before Elden Ring for Forbidden West. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a pretty decent Souls fan. I'm not like the biggest, but I love the games. Um, so I knew I was going to play Forbidden West first. And, I mean, it was so good. Aloy, I think, is still my favorite character. Well, uh, Ragnarok is my favorite story. Forbidden West gave me as Aloy as my favorite protagonist. Oh. Um, so, I mean, it was fantastic, amazing. And then two weeks later, the biggest game of ours, <laughs> where like almost the decade comes out yeah. and just sweeps the like. There's still still news articles like Elden Player, the Elden Ring player does this. I'm like, right, guys, it's it released in February. We got to start doing something new. Right. <laughs> um but yeah it, it has gotten a little bit of the shaft but it got nominated for so many categories there's yeah. some i wanted wanted it to win even though i understood the winners and agreed ultimately but like me like right. personally like i want horizon to win at least one but it was nominated for a bunch of stuff and rightfully so yeah yeah absolutely so um that that's still a really great game and i do really really do stand behind that it kicked off what we're seeing now and I think it's just it's just progressively gotten better and better. Um, and I think it's just leaps and bounds. I mean, to see the difference in 2018 and Ragnarok is insane. But to think about the difference that we saw in, you know, when we got Horizon and now we have Ragnarok is like, wow, like, oh, my God, like this. Yeah. This is like a yeah. totally different world we're living in now where storytelling and video games are becoming very common and they're all being done very, very well. And I'm super excited for more of them, honestly. But I just think uh, I just think it's been a kind of a neat journey to watch. Uh, thinking back on on that particular genre, action RPGs that we're getting. now. Yes. Yeah. And they yeah, man, they used to be like it used to be an action RPG was Diablo. It's a hack and slash right. with RPA, uh, RPG elements. You create your build, you go kill more things, you better your build, you go kill things, you change your build, you go kill more things. Yeah. Uh, now it's so different. So different, man. Uh, I love it, though, man. I mean, I love both forms. Don't get me wrong. I fucking adore Diablo. But the new, this has become like a new medium to experience storylines. Like, yeah. Used to be a long TV series. Like, if you wanted a good story, you would watch The Walking Dead once a week, or you watch Game of Thrones once a week. Right. Now it's like, I want a good story. I'm playing a few hours a night of a game. Right. Excellent. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, I've seen many of videos of uh, of well, you know, twenty somethings playing uh, God of War uh, with their parents around. Their parents are in like their fifties, and they're legit. Like 
think they're watching a TV show. Like they, <laughs> yeah. that's just that yeah. good. It's that good. And oh yeah, my wife loved watching me play. Oh uh, yeah, God of War Ragnarok. When I mean, I know I could, you know, I couldn't wait for her every time because I want to play the damn game. Right. Uh, yeah. But she she really enjoyed the times, and she's like, "Wait, hold on, what's going on?" You know, you know, when someone's asking questions about something, they're they're in it, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'd take a minute to pause and give her the the minute spiel of what's going on." Yeah. Um, and there are several times where we're playing, and I was, you know, fighting like the end boss, and she's like that looks so cool like i was doing like a big rear attack with the blades of cast like that weapon's so dope and i'm like yeah it's, <laughs> it's so cool yeah. Yeah. yeah so like even from an outside perspective my wife's not a gamer she does enjoy really good stories like she even really liked watching me play horizon and stuff uh but she she'd get hooked when i would when she was around and i was playing the game yeah rightfully so man it's it's so damn good so I'm looking forward to see what they do more with the games and with the live action series that's coming out. And I stand behind you, Christopher Judge. Give God of War. Give it to me. Give it to me. I need it's it. Gotta he, be Christopher he, Judge. Needs, he needs to be Kratos. Let's do this. So I don't know if he's up for it or not. Uh, I know the actor who plays Atreus uh, has already stated that he wants to be Atreus in live action and I'm <laughs> he's like, a young man he's got the energy for that yeah, <laughs> christopher I'm judge like, is in his late 50s yeah right exactly so i don't know how much uh how much he's down to to get in there and do it uh with health issues and everything he had this year as well but damn would i love to see him be in there and uh and tear uh, as kratos yes all right awesome well that is it for our game awards month we are done uh that is game of the year 2022 all of our winners uh, check them out in our previous episodes if you guys are tuning in now. But uh, some great conversations, a lot of involvement from the crowd. And we, we appreciate you guys uh, once again taking the time, saying hey, sending your winners our way, and letting us chat about them. So, Hell yeah. Always, always enjoy doing that on the show. So um, we always give you guys your, your chunk of time. And uh, it just gets us thinking about what we want to play that you're playing you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah for sure i mean if they're your game of the year man there's gotta be something good yeah absolutely so uh we are gonna be done for the year so that is it we're gonna get out of here uh happy new year merry christmas hopefully everybody enjoys the holiday and some extra time off uh we're gonna do the same so you uh you won't see us yeah. uh, on well we're gonna miss one news episode but we'll be back uh we'll be back after that uh, for some yeah. most anticipated game of 2023. And that is a uh, going to be a dedicated loud crowd episode. That's from uh, Mez in our Discord. He wants to hear what we have uh, anticipated for 2023. So we're going to chat about that uh, on our new episode in 2023, which it's already here, guys. I can't believe the year's already gone. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Ridiculous. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. All right, guys. Well, until 2023, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. 